What's up, Internet? You're tuned into a very special episode of the Flip Screen Game Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where best buds from different nations come together to discuss the wide, wide world of video games. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, Steve. Happy Xbox Day. So excited. And joining us... Yeah, and joining us from Nintendo Noise to talk about all the crazy news that we got from this there Xbox performances, of course, Mr. Chewy Plays. Goodbye, goodbye. Bringing the goodbyes over here. <laughs> Yo, I mean, Xbox brought the goodbyes today, right? I, th- I, I They put everybody in a body bag today, I think. Uh, I... <laughs> I mean, and, I, and we joked about this, right? I, I said to you, I was like, I'm ready for Xbox to come out on Sunday and eat everybody's fucking lunch, right? It was the the week was theirs to take, and they delivered, I think, more than they needed to to have made it the best uh, show of the conference, which is exactly where you want to be. So we are going to, of course, talk about all of the news that came out of what I think is safe to say is the best presentation, uh, at least overall presentation on this year's summer game fest here in just a minute but let me remind you that this week's episode of the flip screen games or i guess i should say the the second episode this week of the flip screen games podcast is brought to you by our patreon producers for the month of june they are christian oliveria christopher valenz gabriel hasselmeyer aka asobi mary berry smoky shake wakahula and zade Ida. thank you all so much for your support over on patreon.com slash flip screen games y'all are the realest of the real and we appreciate your support of this fine program so oh right and also again if you want to get links to all the places we are flipscreen.games discord we got the twitch you know you can go watch all of our coverage of summer games fest you can go check out the live reaction of this xbox presentation which is already up now by the time you're listening to this uh bunch of other ways you can get involved all that good stuff go check it out again flipscreen.games that's the website i can't even remember the plugs kids because we gotta talk about all these announcements from this freaking amazing show right coming out the gate uh we had a look at redfall uh of course bummer uh to have the game delayed earlier you know this year just a couple weeks ago but the first look that we got at it since then i'm thinking it looks really really hot how yeah. are y'all feeling about this one? I, mean, I didn't even realize that the game was coming out this year. We spoke about it when it was delayed. I was just like, yeah, I knew Starfield was coming out, but I don't feel like we knew anything about Redfall anyway because we hadn't seen any gameplay. We didn't really know what it was. This was the first glimpse we, we got to see of it. It looks very much like uh, a Left 4 Dead meets um, Arcane's like, yeah, meets Dishonored magic source, you know? Mm-hmm. Is uh, this is Bethesda, right? Are they required to put fall in every title of their games? <laughs> well, it's published by Bethesda. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, you know, it's arcane. Right, yeah. So, and they've yeah. never done it before. This is their first fall game, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. I always like just creepy things. So, uh, it's the type of thing I I should play a lot more like kind of horror stuff or just things with like magical scary elements yeah. so yeah it looks cool this is my jam you know because steve was asking me he's like oh is this like is this too much for you because i'm like notably a scared a scaredy baby when it comes to horror games 
Um, but like this is the kind of horror game I can vibe with because it's not really like it's not really about horror, feeling... is it? It's like on the yeah. same level of Left for Dead or like a Days Gone. It's it's the it's like an action game where you're attacking these enemies, and yeah, there might be some jump scares when they come out of the woodworks because the scene in the the attic where you, we first saw the vampires and they're like with those weird creepy arms and they're like coming towards you and the way they moved and the motion and then like the brutal killing when you finally get them with the shotgun or whatever and they sort of mm-hmm. disappear into f- flames it was really really cool really really cool i'm really looking forward to playing this one I, I, you know it, yes yeah, it's, it's next year but what a way to open up the presentation started out strong and only got stronger from there mm-hmm. yeah yeah agreed and, and we learned some stuff about this that i was happy to hear um like just seeing more of the gameplay like you get a better sense for what it feels like. And we learn more about the difference between each of the characters. Cause it is kind of like a, you know, character based game, right? Where it's like one of them's like a mech, one of them or like has a mech, right. And like does like, yeah, it's got like the Boston and... dynamic spot robot that <laughs> yeah. goes around with. Yeah. And then the like, only thing that makes me sad about like having character based things is when they do the first person style. I'm like, eh. We get like a little third person, so we can see those. Designs oh, like Doom style, like down in the more. down in the bottom left corner, where his like eyes are moving all around. Get a little sure. bloody yeah, face. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, something. The nice thing with this is at least it's multiplayer, so like you will get mm-hmm. to see those character models quite a bit, ideally. You know, but it doesn't have yeah. to be right, which was good because we got confirmation. Yeah, the that whole you can thing's... play single player if you want to. You don't have to play multiplayer, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot, and I think that makes me feel confident that. This game's for me because multiplayer is really not always my bag. So I love the idea that, like, yeah, if we all get into this and we want to play together, we can. But, like, if I want to just play the story and and experience it without people talking over it, like, that's an option, too. Mm -hmm. And the setting is so good. I I always like those, like, little autumn town, a small town things that have, like, some sort of fair carnival going. That that just makes me feel good. Yeah, I... I'm... You know, obviously, I, I, I'm a big arcane person, but um, getting to see more of this and understand more about kind of, I think, the nitty gritty of what it is rather than just like it as an abstract idea um, has me excited about it uh, in a way that I, I don't really think I have been quite yet. So I'm I'm happy. I, this is a this is a great look at it for sure. And uh, I think a great way to start off the conference, you know, like. We'll we'll talk, I guess, about the show overall as we go, but I think my favorite thing about this show was its, like, aggressive pacing and just, like, coming out right out of the gate with Redfall and then, you know, like, coming right off of that to uh, have the look at, like, Silk Song, um, which, of course, you know, we've been waiting for for a really long time to get uh, an updated look at that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the funniest thing about it um is just kind of like they have this trailer right of this game that everyone's been dying for waiting for they have it as the second thing in the showcase they confirm immediately that it's coming to game pass day one still not even a whiff of when day one is yeah nothing you know it's just yeah trolls what a bunch of trolls they are over there Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see the date on this sooner rather than later. I could see us getting the date on the next Nintendo Direct, to be perfectly honest. Uh, 
but we'll we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, you, you, I think you're a hundred percent on the money when it comes to the pacing of the show. It, it really was like rapid, and it wasn't until after the third announcement that we even saw a person on the stage. It felt like the stage was kind of defunct. It was used so infrequently that you kind of just could have you could have just had those as like pre-recorded sections. <laughs> In the live part, when we were when we did our live watch along, Steve, I remember you said it was uh, after this trailer, after Silk Song, um, <laughs> before Sarah Bond came out. You're like, is there not a stage? Like, is there not? Is no one going to talk? Like, <laughs> yeah, because this was an in-person event for like the first time in yeah. in years, and they made a whole big thing about how we're an, all in an audit- auditorium, and everyone from the press was like posting on Twitter and stuff. And yet it wasn't until after I think it was the next one, High on Life, that we saw Sarah on stage um, when she yeah. she spoke about, um, and that's when it led into the next announcements. But you know, so before you, let's talk about High on Life. Um, so this is the the latest from Squanch Games. If you're not familiar with them, it's uh, Justin Roiland, who's the co-creator of Rick and Morty and like the voice actor for for both of those characters, and um, he's a comedian and everything. He's been they've been doing you know um, the studio has been around for a while now. They've done a couple of VR titles and they've done a few smaller things. This looks like their first bigger project, and it seems like a more like kind of traditional you know, uh, story-driven, like, first-person shooter. I didn't get the impression that it was in VR at all. Um, well, I can't imagine it would be because Xbox doesn't have a VR solution and this is coming out in October. Yeah. And and it and it looks... It, does, it looks more like a traditional, just kind of, like, Ratchet and Clank meets, you know, an FPS kind of thing. Um, and it... I mean, it seems interesting to me. Like, it's it's got a, it's got a cool art style. It reminds me a lot of, like, Oddworld. Um... Very zany, you know, and like obviously Justin Roiland, uh, prolific voice actor. So like he's voicing these like your sidekick character is like these guns that are apparently like a race of aliens where every all, they're all guns and they talk to you and like chat shit with you while you're, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, going through fight to fight. And um, it looks like it's going to have that, you know, kind of wacky sense of humor that that he's known for and. You know some some really interesting uh, alien creature designs and stuff. Um, yeah, definitely one to keep an eye out for. High on life. Um, what'd y'all think of it? I liked it. Some of the characters reminded me of you know the movie Ants with a Z. Like yes, oh yeah, 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 that kind of kind of look. But I thought that about um, Psychonauts too as well, and I loved that you game. Did. Like playing that game. Um, I had such a good time with it. If it's even anywhere similar in gameplay to that, I would imagine this is going to be a really good time, and it seems to seems to be, um, but maybe a little bit more adult. Uh, I, I, I like the look of it. I'm not familiar with Rick and Morty or any of, of Justin's work. They're not something I've ever watched, or I don't, and I don't think it would really resonate with me um, all that much from, from the snippets I have seen. Uh, but I, I love the visual style of this. I think it looks fun. I keep thinking like ah real monsters, with sure. uh, with some of them, yeah, yeah. So I, and it's I like, like that show. The nice thing is, right with Game Pass, like it's super easy for you to give it a shot and see if it works for you, you know. And like, yeah, and like the majority the of the stuff in this presentation was like day one on Game Pass, or at least coming to Game Pass. I don't think everything I feel like was Game Pass. Much everything was. I, yeah, I didn't see it like not pop up on anything, so. Um, but speaking of Game Pass, one of the things that they also announced that was like a, a pretty big surprise is like another pretty key partnership for them. 
which is I think bringing a lot of value to uh, uh, Xbox or I'm sorry, Game Pass PC. Um, which is uh, they've announced that Riot Games is going to be collaborating with Xbox and uh, giving a bunch of perks to folks who have Game Pass in their uh, like in their whole slew of games. So that's all champions unlocked in League of Legends. Uh, League of Legends Wild Rift has all champs unlocked. Valorant has all agents unlocked. Uh, in Legends of Rune Terra, which is their like card game, like Hearthstone competitor. Uh, you get the foundation set unlocked, and then team fight tactics. You get select little legends unlocked. Um, so lots of, of of free content there if you're a Game Pass subscriber in all of Riot stuff, um, which is you know obviously a big deal to a lot of folks. There's a lot of people that play Riot games uh, pretty religiously. So like I'm personally very excited about the idea of like the all champions unlocked because I have PC Game Pass. I rarely take advantage of it. League of Legends is one of the few PC games that I really, really fuck with. Um, and I haven't played in a long time. So there's a lot of new champions that I've never tried out. So I'm, I, that's great. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I love that. Um, definitely a big benefit for me. Uh, yeah, it's really cool, and I, I think it kind of opens the door to potentially more deals with PC games moving forwards. Like there was, I was always curious when they, we had the Activision deal announcement as to whether, like, is anything is there going to be anything for World of Warcraft players that comes to PC Game Pass at some point? And yeah. I think stuff like this, maybe you do still need to buy a subscription to World of Warcraft, but you get additional perks if you are a, a PC Game Pass subscriber. And also with uh, Riot's parent company, Tencent, is there potentially a deal there for Xbox to make more headway in China and potentially partner up with Tencent in that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, that's a really good point. Just like seeing how they implement that to PC games that are more like service based and that sort of thing. Uh, the perks are going to definitely help people get more of that value through some of those. Definitely. So moving right along, uh, we got a look at gameplay for a Plague Tale Requiem, which is uh, supposed to be out later this year. Uh, and it's a it's going to be one that's day one on Game Pass. Um I still never played the first one. I I don't know how. I had a really like weird thing happen with this game where for the longest time I had convinced myself it was a VR game. And I think it's because the first time I heard it get talked about, it was like alongside Blood and Truth, which was a popular uh, PSVR title. And I think I just, for some reason, like forged an association between those two games. No, this um, is just so the, like, oh. the game with millions of rats. That's just that's, yeah. that's like the, <laughs> its claim to fame was it was a tech demo for rats initially, and then came and out as like, like initial one. Seeing this, I I like I like the look of it. Like it's it definitely seems like my kind of like world. Like I, I could see myself getting into um, like I, I you know I like a dingy medieval fantasy piece now and then. You know. Yeah. Um, I played Tell Innocence is on um it's on it's Game, Game Pass, Pass, so you should check it out. Did you see the title of the trailer for this one? A Plague Tell Requiem End of Innocence. End of Innocence. So like, obviously yeah. the, the main pro tag is no longer innocent like she was in the first game. She's like Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, yeah, she's like, gone just fucking she, she's she's done with dudes. she's done with the rats in this game. She's just like, fuck off, I'm gonna slice you all up. So Yeah. Pretty pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Um See, I don't know, like, it's, again, like, the whole, like, quiet period right now. It's like, maybe I'll go play the original and see if I can get, you know, jazzed up for this one. Um, I like a game where you, like, take care of a kid, too. You know, like, that's, like, that's always a fun thing. Uh, not always, but sometimes. 
Oh my god. I'm sorry. So I'm watching the trailer and I just watched her just push a, a man into a pile of rats and he got devoured. It's like, yeah, it seems pretty cool. You know? I gotta say. I gotta say. So yeah, I uh I think I, I think this is one I'd like to try to I'd like to try to get into. Um and then Steve, we had a look at some big old car games, which oh, we know yeah. you love. We yeah. got a look at uh Forza Motorsport due out spring twenty twenty three. Um apparently, you know, Steve, you pointed out, right, that, like, there was no, like, subtitle or anything, no number. No. So it's, it's like, a complete I don't... reboot by the looks of it. So Fortnite Sports 7, I think, was the last one. It's just gone. No no number, no subtitle. Um, so, so yeah, seemingly it's a reboot. Or what we potentially discussed on stream was, is it going to be, like, a live service game where they continue to yeah. add to this? And I think that would be really cool if they go down that route. Because it's track based, it's not like Forza Horizon, which are the the games many people will be more familiar with because of the ones we've had in recent memory. Um, it is like a Gran Turismo style game where you're on the track, you're you're working through a career, you've got a, a bunch of cars, and you you can pick from. Uh, but wow, does this look like a step up in terms of graphics? They finally dropped the last generation. By the looks of it, it's Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S exclusive. And like on track ray tracing for the first time in a console racing game. Gran Turismo 7 and Forza Horizon had it, but it was only in like photo modes or in the the garage where your car is, where you can like preview your vehicles. And it looked stunning. I was so excited for this, like new uh, weather dynamics. Like, wow, I can't wait. I'm really, really excited for it. Yeah, Forza, I. I'm surprised I haven't played it yet. Honestly, it looks great. Are you a car guy, Chewy? No, not at all. But for some reason, Forza, I feel like, gets it in a way where I'm just like, yeah, I can see myself getting now, into this. Now, I think <laughs> sure. you're probably more familiar with Horizon, which is like the goofy open world, like just drive anywhere stuff. Those are the ones I think mm-hmm. both of you should check out. And jumping ahead a little bit, we did get like a, a trailer for the leaked DLC, the Hot Wheels DLC. Um, mm-hmm. for Forza, what, Forza Horizon 5. And I think, Pete, you were finally like, oh, yeah, I could probably get into into this. Yeah, it's funny because the last time I ever really thought about playing a car game was when they did the Lego expansion to Forza Horizon 4. And I remember being like, oh, like, that seems cool. Like, I like that. And then it was this, and it was like, oh, my God, it's just like a regular, like, landscape. But then they just have giant... Car-sized wheel tracks all over the place, Uh and I was like, "Okay, all right, okay, like this could be fun. Like maybe, maybe I finally do the the Forza uh, Horizon stream when this comes out. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we'll all play. We have to play a little bit before we can all do that together, right? Oh, you want to practice? Okay. No, you will have to play a little bit before you get to that. Like, there's probably about an hour oh. that you need to play in the original, in like the main game before it unlocks everything. Um, I'm back so- out. <laughs> oh god! I mean, we, it's yeah, like we the B rank in Splatoon. Splatoon yeah, it's yeah. like that all over again. <laughs> they have to just let me play. You know, like just let me play what I want to play. Okay. And then you're you're so into Pokemon, and that's the worst one to get into to play against people. But I learned how, so I'm in. You know, like it's fine. I did that when yeah. I was a kid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I will say this looks fun, and I I could see myself jumping into that at some point. Uh, we also got an update. Um, you know, kind of keeping the 
first party vehicle based gameplay rolling uh we're getting a big another big update for microsoft flight simulator for the 40th anniversary um where they're bringing a bunch of new uh vehicles basically um they were showing off some like kind of like retro like it's like the og like biplane style you know like the the thing the first thing you've seen the wright brothers take off with and then a bunch of like other historical planes kind of moving up through the modern era um there's like this new halo dlc where you're oh, gonna yeah, be able that, to fly that's out today yeah. so the halo stuff's out today if you want to go play and like seemingly fly above the earth in in um like low atmosphere which look cool but like helicopters is the big addition to this they've not been yeah. in the game before you can finally fly a helicopter presumably the flight dynamics are going to be extremely different and we'll see if they've added like a bunch more training modes in for that because at least on console there is a very expansive uh, train set of training uh, levels that you have to go through it probably takes about four or five hours to complete all of them before you can go and fly on your own and be capable um but yeah this is a very niche franchise and i'm surprised it's lasted 40 years and has continued to be successful for microsoft steve the sky is calling though <laughs> you know yeah, I, man, I love when, I is this like a trend now where people are doing like, here's a simulator on this totally, like, no, thing that doesn't exist, really. <laughs> uh, but like with the Halo stuff, it was just making me think of that Apple TV show, The Prehistoric Planet, that's all done, where it's like those Planet Earth documentaries, but with mm-hmm. dinosaurs. I'm like, this, this is cool. I can get behind this. Like completely <laughs> building out these Halo ships so you can fly them. It's amazing. <laughs> so then the next uh, jump we got was, and this was kind of crazy because uh, obviously, you know, I think now that it's been a couple of months, the whole like Xbox buying uh, Activision Blizzard thing, like, you know, it it's it feels in the rear view because it happened, and then we've been waiting for it to clear and for like to see it's if still the ramifications. Right, um, but we did have a couple big Blizzard announcements in this show that really gave the impression of like, oh man, like this is what it's going to be like. You know, if everything goes to plan for them, um, you know, the the Overwatches and Diablo fours of the world are they're Xbox, they're Xbox games now. You know. Um, which is kind of crazy, but we got a look at uh, Overwatch 2 and the confirmation of it going free to play, uh, which is, of course, uh, I think I think a, a, a big deal and, and long overdue. Uh, we were joking about it a little bit, right, where Steve was kind of like, it's so weird that we're getting an Overwatch 2. It feels like almost needless, but then as we talked about it a little bit more, it's like, well... It does make sense, though, right? Because they are switching to, like, 5v5. They're going free-to-play. I think it's a good opportunity for them to, like, try to get another shot at it because the first two years of Overwatch were so strong and it really feels like the game has kind of floundered in the last couple of years. And, well, they've, they've you know, tried like- shifting to eSports, but that eSports league launched in 2020 and uh, soon closed down because they couldn't do these in-person events. Like they partnered with a bunch of arenas to, to be able to do yeah. these esports things, but obviously because of the pandemic, that couldn't go ahead. It feels like Overwatch 2 is kind of the beginning of the, of a reboot, because they're, as far as I'm aware, the only uh, esport where um, 
like current competitors are all playing on a beta. Like everyone's playing Overwatch two in the eSport. That's like yeah. if you go watch it on ESPN, you're watching Overwatch two. So it's it's good to finally get a, a release date for it. It's coming in early access on October fourth, and presumably will be um, revised up until next year when we'll see the full release. And we know there's a sync, there's like a a campaign coming at a later date, probably with the one as well. How did uh, were either of you Overwatch fans at all? No, I never tried it. I never tried it. I always liked the the characters and the like trailers they put out for all of them, though. I feel like it would it really a... be your your bag, Chewy. Like if yeah, you, you're I think a like it a lot, person. I think you'd fuck with it a lot because it's very similar. In, and it's, I I think the reason I like Splatoon is like it's the same thing where it's like the whole I like that it's objective based rather than kill based. Like getting kills mm-hmm. is advantageous for your team. But the whole point of it isn't just to get kill streaks, right? Like, yeah. and I like that because it it you know um, not only I feel like it adds more depth to the gameplay in terms of making it feel less the same all the time. Because like you know if you have different objectives, like that makes matches feel fresh. But also like I could play a support role and focus on specifically like trying to move the objective forward or i could play a really offensive role and focus on racking up kills and trying to dominate the other team so that my team can go and achieve our goals and like i like that i love Mm -hmm. the strategy that that adds to the game and i i think you'd really vibe with it yeah yeah i think so too that sounds definitely like the type of i guess shooter that i kind of prefer overall. y'all down like when it comes out like you're trying to get into it we're trying to yeah. tr- we're trying to play overwatch I'll, I'll give it a go i just know overwatch 2 is so different to the overwatch that you played it has a kill death assist leaderboard it is focused a lot i mean on that was that stuff like that was added a, a year or so into overwatch it wasn't no, no, there no. at the beginning no, no no it was always there it was or maybe it wasn't there at launch but that that was like it just didn't matter as much, right? Like, you could achieve things on your team without being that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's characters whose entire builds are not oriented around combat, you know? Oh, yeah, I know like that. If, like, there's healers and things like that. I just... Yeah. I, I, I know that basically every new character they've added in the last couple of years have all been, like, DPS characters. And, like, their focus is towards that because of the eSports stuff. And that's fair enough. I just... I know. I give it a try. It's free to play. Why not? But I just don't know if it's mm-hmm. for me. I never. I've never got into any shooter other than Splatoon. This is one of the like three or four that I've ever gotten into. <laughs> <laughs> Competitive, anyway. There's a couple of uh, you know single player FPSs I like, but so we'll see. You know, you, maybe our pro uh, Overwatch Two team is going to get off the ground pretty soon here. Mm-hmm. So then uh, moving into the next one, we got a game uh, that it's called Aura History Unfold. Uh, It is a strategy game, like, you know, a very, like, historical, you know, like, fiction kind of. It's, you know, your civilizations, your Age of Empires, like, that kind of thing. Um, And it's the team behind Ashes of the Singularity. Uh, it's Xbox published. It's coming out uh, day one on Game Pass for PC. Um, this is cool. I like this kind of game a lot in general. So that's already something that like appeals to me. But I think it's also neat to see Microsoft like more seriously kind of like dipping their toe back into like PC publishing 
Because, like, they are putting out a new Age of Empires. They're putting this out. Like, you know, they had Flight Sim, obviously, um, which was PC first. I I like that they're kind of, like, getting back to that part of their lineage that they kind of, like, it feels like they forgot for a long time. Yeah, they very much did forget about it. And it was very, very, very sad day when, when Ensemble shut down. And I know a few of those people went over to oxide which i think is where uh like i said in the trailer like the the original creators of this like genre or whatever um even though oxide's put out one game in 2016 so this is their second title and it's it's cool to see them on the same stage as the likes of overwatch and and starfield i want to see this these genres of games come back in a meaningful way you know like i feel like this like the the Civ style game, the RTS, you know, the Sims, like, and not, and when I say the Sims, I don't mean the, the series, the Sims, I mean like city Sims and that sort of, not the Sims is in that genre, but I mean the broader genre. (laughs) Um, Those games had such a heyday and it feels like they've never quite, you know, there's been attempts at bringing some of them back, but like they've not quite hit right. And like, you know, they've been marred with whatever, you know, like I remember like they made Sim city, a couple of years ago, but it was like always online and it was super buggy. And yeah, it, it, but like since then, like people like Frontier have kind of taken over that that genre. I feel like City Skylines, for example, has, yeah, has been yeah. incredible. Um, Planet True. Zoo, um, you know, there's like a bunch in in that genre. Um, we've got Two Point Campus coming out uh, next month. Which again is is that kind of management sim style game. Yeah. I love them. I love that style game. I love RTSs. Um, so I'm 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 very pleased to see that the genres aren't being forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of that difficulty is like translating it to a console and a controller and everything. And maybe now with all their PC stuff, they're like, yeah, let's build up that a little bit more. So yeah, I some think of them. Good, I don't I think, it's a good think time to do it. Some of them aren't coming to to PC. Um, from what I can tell, Aura is console, just announced. Yeah, Aura is just announced console, yeah, for yeah. PC so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's what it says, and it's coming out on on Game Pass PC. That's it, though. Mm-hmm. But no, no that's Xbox cool. port announced yet. I would imagine if this is popular, they will get an Xbox port. But considering Maybe the eventually. Age of Empires hasn't had an Xbox port since PS2, I'm a, I'm I would be amazed if we saw it. I really would love Age of Empires to come back. They did such a good job with with Halo Wars and translating that to a controller. Well, that was but made I feel like for they console. could do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. Uh, so then we got some updates on some games that we don't play, so we won't really talk about them. But Elder Scrolls Online's getting an expansion called High Isle, and uh, they were bragging about how that's uh, an area of the of the universe of Elder Scrolls that's never been explored before, which is really cool. Uh, and then Fallout 76 has uh, a new expansion called The Pit, uh, where you're going to be going to Pittsburgh. Um, Jesus oh. Christ. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> Pittsburgh, yikes. Um, and then uh, we, got a, <laughs> we got another look at Arc 2. Vin Diesel's riding a T-Rex. It's oh that's, my god, yeah, it's so, so That sure dumb. is a game. Yeah, that sure is a game. Uh, and then we got a look at a game that we described as fleshy, wet, uh, as HR Giger FPS. Uh, what else did we call it? I, it's fucking gross. Disgusting. It was disgusting. It's called Scorn. 
and it's nasty. It's really nasty. And another and, October uh, title. I just don't think I can play this. Play this one. I'll play one of the other million games coming out that month. Yeah, but this was the first one that we saw with the Kepler logo on it. I was not familiar with Kepler. We we learned about them during this showcase. They are an, a new publisher that is like basically a collective of developers that are like publishing games together. And um, they showed off this and another game that we'll get to in a second um, that I was really interested in. Uh, this is not for me, but it looks great. Like the visual fidelity is definitely there and it looks really sharp. So did their other game. This is great. I love this. I love the idea of like a proper like, you know, triple A level publisher. That's just like a collective of developers. Uh yeah. yeah, power yeah. to the people, man. <laughs> they, they they've put a bunch of of games out. Like ch- they're they're publishing Chaya and developing it. Like one of the studios in the collective is is developing it. Sifu, Red Lantern. Oh, Sifu's them too. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of games that they're wow. they're publishing, and it's really cool. I love it. It's such a cool concept, right? It gives them more financial stability. I would imagine being able to publish uh, uh, together. Um, just yeah. the power mm-hmm. of working together as a collective. Yeah. yeah, this man. one really got me. You love to see little it. Fox familiar thing. That you oh, have. the the next game. Oh yeah, yeah, the next one. Yeah. Right. Well, good. Let's jump into it because I also love <laughs> this one. Uh, it's called Flintlock: The Siege of Dawn. Um, and like Chewie said, uh, you you so you play this uh, woman who has like an axe and then like kind of like a blunderbuss, like a very old school like pistol. And then she's got this cute little like fox familiar and he's got little antelope ears and he's got like magic powers and it has like a souls light souls like kind of like combat that you're seeing here now. Um, I, this I think was one of my standouts from the, I thought this looked really sharp and really cool. uh, Really interesting world. You know, uh, combat I could definitely see myself getting into. Um, you're, like, flying around with this fox and stuff. Like, yeah, it's checking a lot of boxes for me. I, I feel like this game looks sick. And if this is the, like, you know, I don't know, right? It's coming from this uh, this collective now that I wasn't aware of from before. But now that we know these are the caliber of games that they've been responsible for so far, like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, so just in general, a really exciting, like, pool of talent to be paying attention to, which was not on my radar before now, but certainly is. Um, and this game, I think, looks, like, very much on my alley. I'm definitely picking this one up. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, man, I'm just watching it. I'm like, yep, this looks fun. This looks like a good one. <laughs> it's another another reason that you need an Xbox, Chewy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll figure it out. But yeah, Flintlock, Siege of Dawn, uh, great one. Really, really, really excited to get my grubby little mitts on that one. Early 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we got a look at Minecraft Legends, which is a new action strategy game from Mojang. Supposed to be coming out next year. Uh, day one on Game Pass, as you would imagine. Um, it looks like Minecraft Diablo? No, Minecraft Basically. Diablo is is Minecraft Dungeons. This is uh, oh right, true. This is a different style game. I don't know what though. Maybe Minecraft XCOM. I don't feel like we got a very good look at the game. It's not turn based though. Um, 
Maybe it's like Minecraft RTS. I I, I genuinely don't yeah. know what the gameplay is like on this one. This was one of the ones that I don't know. I look, I, I came away from it and I was just like, I don't really know what's going on on that one. The rest of the trailers were very gameplay heavy and focused, and this one was was seemingly on the other end of that spectrum. I'll tell you what, uh, your kids, your your younger cousins, whatever, like they're gonna like that one. Oh yeah, so. they'll play it regardless. And this has already been confirmed to come to every platform. It's not just a, um, exclusive to Xbox, as with everything in the Minecraft universe. So the next one I remember got a, a bit of a pop from us. It's called Lightyear Frontier. Uh, it's oh, yeah. a farming, survival, crafting type game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like the hook is that you play in this like little mech that you can use to like. It has a bunch of tools you can use for harvesting, but like you can also use it for farming and probably some light combat. Um, and it's it's like a co-op experience where like you can like build like a homestead and set up crops and you know develop resources and um, and then you know it teased there being this kind of like you know more sinister story that you can discover and find out the secret of what's really going on and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, obviously a really well-worn genre, but definitely a unique. Uh, angle on it right and like a, yeah. it looks like a pretty cool innovation on that um, that that genre of game the survival crafter mm-hmm. and it looks just so dang pretty too like, it's gorgeous geez. yeah everything about it is just like yep I love these types of games I love how it looks and that house got me a little like farm yeah it's a cute <laughs> little cottage <laughs> that you can yeah. build mm-hmm. yeah that's a cool one um yeah, yeah, I, I think this one looks pretty good. Like this, this kind of game can be hit or miss for me, but it I like that it seems less oriented on combat and more in, more oriented on like explore exploration and building mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, so yeah, just definitely one to to keep an eye out for. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got to look at Gunfire Reborn. Um, it's called a rogue light action game i it it, kind of looks like an arena shooter i thought more but it's coming out in october um it's coming to game pass it's got like that cell shady like almost borderlandsy kind of like art style but all the characters are like these cute little animals from the Um, kiss and boots uh yeah (laughs) uh, what's the word universe (laughs) yeah for sure and uh it's got four player co-op um you know so it 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 looks like it is very much just kind of like the four of you going through kind of grinding, doing the left for dead thing, like trying to get further and build out your characters and everything. Um, it looks fun. It's got a good style, not necessarily my kind of game, but it's also the kind of game I could easily see like tossing on with a couple friends when you like want something like fun multiplayer to play. And again, right with game pass, like it's super easy to just be like, well, yeah, why don't we give why don't we give this a couple rounds and see if it sticks, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it's it's like a game I think definitely uh you know, like the the style of it and everything is appealing. It looks like it's got pretty tight gameplay, so I could definitely see um I could see it being one that catches you by surprise, you know? Yeah, they're the always uh, it's one I'll try because it's on Game Pass, but I don't think I would have would have picked it up if it wasn't. Um, it's not. It's not usually the kind of game I I go for. But when it comes to Game Pass in October, you might as well check it out. You know. 
Yeah. I honestly think it coming out in October is the biggest thing against it. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I think also for me, this is another one of those examples where I'm like, man, you made these great characters and it's first person again. Like, just do do a third person thing. Let me let me see the character. All right. Yeah. So we'll we'll see on that one. Um, But yeah, it's it's going to have to fight for air uh, in, in October. That's for sure. Uh, and then we got the last case of Benedict Fox, which is a uh, it's like a Lovecraftian like adventure game. You know, it it we kind of weren't sure if it was like a Metroidvania or what, um, but it's it's got like a, you know some some light platforming, some exploration. You know, you're uh, you're dealing with horrors and demons and going into your father's memories and yeah it's i don't know it seems interesting i i'm not totally sold on it but uh, the folks in chat were really really uh popping for this one for sure and oh, I, I think I, it Steve, looks you great like it too yeah i think this looks great um having read the the description on on the youtube video since it does seem like it's it's more of that uh limbo style game i think cheekily there's they they title worded it as descend into a limbo of decaying memories i feel like that's probably intentional um and and i think it was great i love this this type of game uh, not the the only type of game we got like there's a there's one from the the creative director of um of limbo uh, which we'll see later in the show um but i think this one looks great i'm i'm looking forward to playing it when it comes out next year um yeah, I, I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2023. Speaking of which, yeah, I guess it's worth pointing out, we didn't say this at the jump, um, all these games do out in the next, like, 12 months, I believe they said, which is just frankly insane. Um, really, really, really cool lineup coming. Yeah, they showed, like, a uh, uh, like a calendar at the end, right, uh, with just, like, a wall of, of artwork of all of the games coming out in 2022 and 2023. And 2022's not looking as empty as it did anymore, following this presentation. No. That's definitely true. Uh, so then we got to look at a couple other, like, indie games we got another look at uh as dusk falls which is one that we definitely uh had seen in the past it's that uh narrative adventure game that has the like limited animation like comic style to it um and it's like very oriented on like story and seemingly making decisions and that sort of thing you know you have the choose your own adventure uh bag uh that's right up my alley you know um i I'm not sure how I feel about the style yet. It feels kind of weird, but I yeah, also I don't think like it's. It. I don't it's, like it. I, I, I think I could see myself getting into it though if the story's there. But yeah, I think I could. It just honestly, maybe it's not the Nancy Drew games. Maybe it's another type of detective game I played as a kid. But it reminded me of that when they do like cutscenes of like showing how they did it, and it would just be these like, just basically like a slideshow of like yeah you know it's like three frames per second kind of thing and (laughs) and i just it was that juxtaposed next to full motion 
like you'd have very limited motion on like the characters but then the car is going full throttle across the desert or there's like a train that's going full motion i found it very peculiar but the story seems somewhat intriguing and i'll i'll check it out you know um it's again coming to game pass on on day one so why not like mm-hmm. they they got me too because like they sh- they're showing a thing now right where it's like they show all the different branches of like the decisions you can make and all that stuff and I'm such a sucker for that yeah it's I think it's very much like um uh like a Life is Strange style game right yeah um and it's out next um, month so I, I, like unless you're playing and it's multiplayer, something else oh it really is cool. it's multiplayer that's quite cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. It says it supports up to eight players. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, this might be the yeah, one yeah, to, yeah. to try on stream then, I think, if we can if we can all give it yeah. a go. And it's cloud based as well. So like even if you don't have an Xbox and you've got um Game Pass, I would imagine the the combat is like or the the moment to moment gameplay is not that intense that you probably could stream this one really. I think it's easily. probably just picking Yeah, picking options, choices like you know? um, yeah. like like an until dawn style game. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then we got to look at uh, Naraka Blade Point console launch exclusive. It's a, a battle royale that's like um, it's like very like like a bunch of like you know ninja style kind of combat. You know, like lots of like fast like high flying kind of stuff. Um, apparently, this game was like a big slap on PC. Um, it's coming to console on the twenty uh, third. So just a couple days away at this point. Um, and yeah, I, I know that um, Wakahula in chat when we were doing the the watch along um, said that apparently it was it was a really, really big game when it came to Steam. Uh, they were Seemingly the, still is massive. Like the last 24 or the last 30 days, it's had like a peak of 126,000 players. So like people are still big into this game. Yeah, and it says in the trailer that they've got, uh, like, join the over 10 million players, you know, so it seems like it's got a pretty healthy community. I could see this one being a big hit on console. Um, just this kind of game, you know, definitely appeals to the uh, the console player, I think, so. Um, yeah, looks cool. Mm-hmm. Tight action. Yeah, I like know? the look of this one. I, I, I don't know. All these things are always, like, Whenever it's stylized to something ancient Asian, I'm just like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and you know what? I gotta say, it's nice to see a battle royale that's not a shooter, that's not Fortnite, yeah. that isn't yeah. following that same framework, like sixty player PvP with like ninja like gameplay. It's really nice and refreshing change, and I can see why it's it's taken off. They've got a campaign mode that's coming to uh, Game Pass as well, which is cool. So I think even if like that's not your jam, like the multiplayer thing, like you could probably check this out if you're just interested in the idea of like a, you know, um, Asian influenced action brawler. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. check that one out. Um, then we got uh, a look at Pentiment, which is a new game that we hadn't seen before. As uh, so, you know, an Xbox World Premiere. Um, this is a, a new narrative adventure from Obsidian, which is really cool. Uh, it's got a, it definitely looks like it's a smaller team, you know, like kind of like a more indie initiative from them. Um, and the whole thing has like a, uh, storybook vibe to it. It looks like it's set in like medieval Europe. Um, very interesting, you know, and it's, it's, it's the, I forget his name, uh, but it's a writer 
you know, from the the guy who did like New Vegas and uh, Pillars of Eternity and you know all that good stuff. So um, real pedigree uh, behind the the story on this one, and it is definitely a story driven game. So um, I think it's cool that Obsidian still does like weird projects like this. Oh man, you know? all of their games are seemingly uh, so like so unique. Like this Pillars of Eternity, avowed, um, avowed, like grounded, grounded, and um, mm-hmm. the Outer Worlds. They're all so different and so unique. It's not just yeah. like oh, we're the company that does all of the f- the the first person you know action adventure games. Well, it, it's like they different. they worked on um. They did the the South Park game, which was basically just like a Final Fantasy like turn based <laughs> RPG. Like they, I, I feel like they can really do anything, you know. Like they just make good shit. Mm-hmm. Really good team, really good team. November twenty twenty two, right? So I mean, that's another one, right? Where it's like, ah man, this year is looking soft. It's like, hey, you know what? Shit, we got some stuff to look forward to here. Well, then that, and then they also like had the announcement of the one point of grounded coming in September. Which yep. seemingly yeah. adds like I, I've not played that in a long time, and it looks like it's come a long way since I first played the early access version, like a full story and everything in there now, which yeah which seems really cool. There's a whole story you can play through like end to end, which will be dropping then, which is really cool. Um, I've never gotten around to playing this one because I just decided downloaded it, and I was like, you know, I don't want to play it while it's in early access. Like I'd rather wait and just play it as intended. Um, so like I'm excited to try and get a crew together and like do a run through of this, you know? Like let's stream yeah. it. Let's let's get through it. Um, I will be there. I've been wanting awesome. to play this since I first saw it. it just, you just like, need a fourth. It, it it had me immediately at that like Captain Planet looking cartoon that they opened yeah. with. And then I was like, Oh yeah, it's the Honey I Shrunk the Kids game. I'm in. <laughs> I gotta play with arachnophobia mode on though, because <laughs> um spiders. But yeah, I'm 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 really eager to to fool around with this one for sure. Um, finally. So then we got uh, a look at uh, Erebon Shadow Legacy, which is a um, like a stealth platformer type game where it's like you're playing uh, like this, you know. She has like shadow powers, and you're like jumping from shadow to shadow, and like taking out these like Emmy-looking yeah. mechs, mm-hmm. yeah, like um, with like a blade and like these like secret shadow powers and stuff. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, I, I liked the look of it. I I don't know that I'm massively into it. Um, I I kind of liked I, I when I saw the trailer and like you said oh no you're not playing them I thought you were playing the Emmy I loved the concept of like f- turning the the kind of t- turning the tables and like oh I'm playing the enemy and I'm like hunting them out and stuff um, but it still still looks like a cool game uh, I like the visual style I thought it looked really good yeah I, I like the the shadow platforming seems cool like that as a concept is neat. Well, we um, saw that other game uh, in yeah. Day of the Devs, right, where you like jump from shadow to shadow. I love that as a concept. It's it's yeah. so strange that like, we spoke about it on on yesterday's episode how devs have the same idea at the same time, and you only see them come to fruition seemingly at the same time. Like we've seen all of these games with bears in. There's multiple games where you're jumping from shadow to shadow. All of the sci-fi horror games. Uh, it's really strange. Yeah, it's it's very odd. Um, just how that happens, but yeah, it's a phenomenon all over the place. All yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, it really is interesting. 
Um, but you know, I I gotta say, uh, with some stuff, I don't mind it. Right? <laughs> if it's a good mm-hmm. idea, hey, I'll take a couple of them. Um, so something I never thought I would walk away excited for. We got to look at Diablo Four, and oh, yeah. I gotta say, I think this game looks really sick. Oh, it looks uh, phenomenal. I'm yeah. so excited. Like we got the the final unveiled the final char- like character class, the necromancer. Finally, know that that's going to be there at launch. Super excited that this is coming out in in early access this year. But we got the confirmation that it's out proper next year, uh, and then the gameplay on Series X. Oh my god, does it look good? I was so excited to to see. Um, let's see some actual like gameplay of this of this game. I feel like it's been yeah. announced for so long, and to be able to see s- some of of the the new stuff, right? It's f- it's an open world game. It's never been done before. There's PvP in there. We've not had that in a Diablo game either. You can go any way you want. It's not linear. There's these like events that happen just out in the wild, and you can go They're with your party like side players. They're just like little side quests that pop up randomly. Um, and you can pick and choose how you want to play the story. There's no fixed route through like there always has been on a Diablo game, like one story that you're following. You're an adventurer. You're going out. You're exploring. You're finding stuff, some cool shit that's happening out in the wild, and you're going and doing those quests and reaping the rewards with your party. And if you want to, if you choose to play PvP, you can go and you can fuck up someone else's party as well and steal all the cool loot that they've got. I can't wait to play this. I'm so excited to, to hopefully play this with you two and get into a I mean, Diablo dude, game with friends again. Me too. Here's yeah. my thing. I think we've identified multiple multiplayer games that we all say at least one of us is very passionate about and the others are like, I'm in. I think we should just commit to just playing them together and like letting the person who is like stoked on it like guide the rest enough to get comfortable, you know? Um, I think we got a couple of multiplayer games that we can play together because I, I think this looks great. And like I historically have not really fucked with Diablo. Um, I played D3 and I did the couch co-op thing on console and like it was great for that. But I ended up finding that like the thing that's fun about this is sitting and playing with my friends, not so much the game. Um, mm-hmm. But I like this. Like this looks fun. This looks like my jam. Um, and like the not having it be this like hub world quest base run here and kill a bunch of guys and come back like i love the idea of like being able to explore a shared world and like go rumble with like other groups and stuff like the Mm -hmm. idea of us like oh cool we've got our team of four and we've all got our kitted out characters and you know like let's go and like pick a fight or like you know oh we're trying to go complete this quest and someone came and attacked us like i all that sounds really appealing you know and it just looks good. It looks it looks yeah. less stiff. It looks less like the way that old shitty Blizzard games look. You know, like no offense. Oh, D three was such a huge step up though. Like if you've not played it since like no, like two thousand two Diablo two, like Diablo three did take it to the next level. Had that really rocky launch with the auction house, but being able to play that with a controller. And that being the, the like definitive way to play that game, of being yeah. able to flick the stick and roll around the place, and then bringing that dynamic and porting it back to Diablo 2 Resurrected, 
I think moving forward to Diablo 4, the control is going to be the way to go again. Uh, and like they were very much stated that with um, Diablo 2, that yes, you can play with a mouse and keyboard if you want to, but you should play these games with a controller. That's how they should play it on Xbox. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. We, we got to do this. We got to play it on Xbox. It's going to be great. Except for these spider guys. I don't like them. <laughs> I like them. I but like I'm playing this. I'm playing but- this at launch with you, Steve. I'm committing. Yeah, well, if you don't like the spiders, don't play um, don't play a magic class thing. That you, maybe don't play a necromancer because you can have a lot of spiders that you're summoning around you. You summon the spiders as yeah. a necromancer? I'll be the druid then. I mean, that's not so bad when they're on your team, right? Yeah, when they're attacking yeah. someone else. Is that okay? That's not as bad. I could deal with that probably. <laughs> okay. But I think I'm going to be a druid anyway. I want to turn into a bear. Okay, I'm glad we decided on that. Now we just got to know who Chewie's going to play. I'm in. Um, we got an update for uh, Sea of Thieves. It's called the... Uh, I think it's called the... It's the Captains, Captains of Adventure. Adventure season 7 yeah. that's finally been yeah. announced where you can like captain your own boat and name it and do it up and do whatever you want with it. Look really cool. And it'll be a permanent ship that respawns and everything and... Awesome. I, I can't, can't believe, believe it took them this, this long. long. Yeah, right? It's mm-hmm. like so long. I, I, I genuinely thought that was the concept when I first played the game. was just like, oh, it's my boat. I'm the captain of it. I can do what I want with it. But no, it's just a random boat that generates each time and you just go it's away so on weird. it. It's so mm-hmm. weird. But whatever. You know, like, I, great update. Great game. Uh, we all yeah. talked about getting back into it. A couple people in chat were like, yeah, we should. Let's do it. So... Um, I think there's more Sea of Thieves in our future, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we got another world premiere. Uh, this is the um, the game's called Ravenlock. They're the devs of Echo Generation uh, Coco Cucumber. Um, this one was interesting. Uh, I It's like an action, like a third-person action adventure kind yeah, of like thing. 80% um, voxels, but then some, like, three, four 3D models as well. It was a really strange yeah. combo. And it's 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 got, like, an Alice in Wonderland kind of yeah, energy to say, it, where it's, like, she gets pulled Alice through... Yeah, she gets, like, pulled through a mirror, and she's in this mirror world, and there's, like, weird voxel kingdom, and then there's, like... I don't know. It's it's weird, but it, it it seems really interesting, and it's like you've you know you got your sword and shield, and like it, it reminds me of almost like medieval. Uh, if you guys remember those games from the PlayStation Love those One games, yeah, of course I remember um, them. They were they were some of my favorites. Uh, in the chat while we were watching this, uh, Timberwolf, uh, she made a joke where she was like, "Yeah, give me more of these like PS2 ass like." action games and like i'm very much behind that and this is i think that energy for sure um this looks cool i'm i'm in on this for sure ravenlock yeah i like the look of this one a lot and uh yeah the voxel looked very well mixed in with some of the other stuff it 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 gave me like a real vibe that they're going for like you're getting transported it's a different place it's kind of strange but Yeah. yeah it went together well Definitely seems like your vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me get a look at Cocoon. This is a Annapurna um, published game. It's from uh, uh, I think it's Jeppy Carlson, uh, who's the who was the lead gameplay designer on Inside and Limbo, and uh, this is is their next title. Uh, 
it's interesting. I am interested in. I think I'm more interested in this game based on the pedigree versus like what we actually saw. Me too. Like I don't know if I like the setting or like the visual style as much as I like um, uh, Limbo or Inside. Um, but in the, I can't argue with that pedigree. You know, those are some incredible games, and the gameplay on them is awesome. Although there might be some cool environmental puzzles in this, which obviously were um, phenomenal in both of the other games that they'd worked on. So I'll have to wait and see. Um, out early twenty twenty three day one on game pass so i'll no doubt be trying it yeah and that's like a good thing again it's like this is an easy one to be like i'll try this day one because even if it's not for me like i'll know right and like i i like their past work enough to want to give it a shake you know so the problem is is if this gets mixed in with some of the other big titles coming out in that in that period right a lot of games have been delayed early 2023 i felt like that happened with tunic for me I've still not played it. It's on Game Pass, and I just I got sucked up to play, sucked into playing games on my Steam Deck and playing some other titles that came out around the same time instead. But we'll we'll have to see. Yeah, I just haven't made the time for it yet either myself. Um, so hopefully this doesn't fall into that as well. Mm-hmm. This one gave me like three D Greece vibes. If you both played Greece. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I remember that. Yeah, one. the environments really felt like this, but. I t- I'll tell you what, flat. my favorite thing about that game is how every single person I've ever met uh, pronounces it a little differently. Yeah. Is it yeah. Gris? Is it Greece? Is it Gris? I think it's I don't know. Because it's uh, uh, a team from Barcelona, right? So I, I lean toward it being more Spanish pronunciation. That's probably, probably yeah. correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the title of that game should have been... <laughs> those letters and then the phonetic spelling in parentheses. <laughs> just so people know. <laughs> just so we're aware. Like, just give me the heads up on that one. Yeah. Uh, so then the last thing we saw before kind of like some of the, the real earth shakers uh, was... Um, and you know what, though, Pete? This is an earth shaker when you realize who who's behind it. Fair enough. Fair enough. The producer of Bloodborne is behind this game. And it's, Whoa, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's like a huge fucking deal that this is coming to to Game Pass day one. It's like Soulsy Soulsy game. And so I didn't realize that either. And if they can mix this and it's like anything like Sekiro, it'll be really good. And it's uh, published by Koei Tecmo. Uh, Team Ninja's working on it. Uh, obviously, we've got the Bloodborne connection there. So real chance for this one to be a banger then for sure. Uh, Woe Long Fallen Dynasty. Uh, one to watch for sure based on all that information. It's like it was a very cinematic trailer. So I don't feel like we got a super good idea of what the combat is necessarily like as much as like we got a taste for the world and then kind of the vibe of it all. Um but yeah, I mean, clearly one that I think has a real opportunity to make waves um, with that knowledge. Yeah, kind of weird the, that they didn't pimp that in the trailer. It's right? in, like, it's in the Xbox uh, blog post as well. Like it's a, apparently a joint creation by Team Ninja producers uh, Fumihiko Yasuda and Masaki uh, Yamagiwa, uh, which is Neo and Bloodborne. So like two big games. <sighs> Two big producers coming together Damn. to work on this title. 
uh, and day one on, on Game Pass. I presume it's coming to other platforms as well, but this is a huge coup for, for Xbox, I think. Yeah, I mean, early 2023, really cool. And like you said, this is the kind of game you would usually think like, oh, that's like a PlayStation exclusive, right? And yeah. Like, nope, not so much. And then our next announcement is right right in line with that, right? Uh, we got the announcement <laughs> that the Persona series is coming to Xbox Game Pass and, you know, game, you know, Xbox in general. Uh, we've got Persona 3 Portable. Uh, we've got Persona 4 Golden. And we've got Persona 5 Royal. Uh, the definitive versions of these games. Uh, crazy that they got P3 and P4 before PlayStation. They're, yeah. Those are not on PlayStation 5. Play, and Persona 5 leaves the PlayStation Plus collection, and Xbox Game Pass has Royal. They got the real good version. Insane. Insane yeah. that these games came to Xbox before Sony or Nintendo's consoles. And Wild. In October, again, and also on PC. So I know where I'm playing it. It's going to be on on Steam Deck if it's, if it's supported. Yeah. It, like, that is... Uh, a portable game in my eyes that's what i always wanted it to be and to be able to finally play that on a handheld officially is is incredible i'm really excited to finally be able to play persona 5 royal i know there's so some like huge monumental like quality of life improvements in that game uh versus the original and oh my god like what like what a surprise for Atlas to finally be bringing those games away from PlayStation. We we thought that there was like an infinite exclusivity agreement in place and we were never going to see them come from, from Sony's consoles. But this just opens the door for it to be on other platforms now. And I really hope Persona comes to, to Switch as well because I don't think there's any reason that that console shouldn't be able to play it. You'll see. We'll see, I guess. You know, hopefully. Um... The interesting thing is we know Royal has a release date. It's coming on uh, the 21st of October. But aside from that, um, no release dates on the other two. I think we'll probably see those at the uh, Persona anniversary event. Um, And then they're going to announce Persona 6, baby! Let's go! (laughs) What a time! What a time! Day one on Xbox. Yo, (laughs) I mean, it's going to happen when they buy Sega, right? I mean, Or if it's Xbox exclusive, that would be, like, massive. Dude, they just sold more consoles in Japan. (laughs) I can't believe it. Yeah, and, like, you want it... For for our sake, we better hope that doesn't happen because it'll be the last thing we ever hear Zayd say. It'll and it'll just be in perpetuity. He'll he'll die mad about that one. Uh, so last but certainly not least, right? We got a fifteen minute. Oh no, you missed one. You missed Wait, Kojima. What? Oh right, I forgot. Yeah. yeah, of course. Who could forget? Before we got our one more thing, we got the announcement. Uh, that Xbox is working with Kojima Productions on their next title uh, following after, you know, Death Stranding. Uh, Kojima had absolutely nothing to tell us about this game He at did. All. He had some stuff, right? So it's like a completely new experience. It's using okay. the cloud tech and this, that, and the other. And we did have that, like, and what, leak. And what does that mean exactly? <laughs> I, who knows? But, like, there was that leak... Um, earlier this week i think it was where it's like is it called overcome or something um 
where it was like this new horror game that he's working on. Uh, it's yeah. called Overdose. Um, and there's like a trailer that's been floating around with, with Overdose that had like the, the uh, Xbox logo on. So there was like a... And people were like saying, oh, that's fake. It's never going to happen. Um, and he and he was here today. Uh, again, another massive win for, for Microsoft because obviously Kojima's Huge last w. game, Death Stranding, was, was exclusive to PlayStation and still is. And also it just like, I think it, it shows a profound amount of just like, it's a bold, bold play to be able to start off with Redfall and uh, and then go right into Silk Song and then end on an announcement of a partnership with Kojima, who is like one of the few game developers who can get a pop in a conference without even having anything to say. Mm-hmm. And just the news that they're working on something is a big deal, right? And again, right, like having all of these these partnerships with Japanese developers and and important Japanese game makers who historically have been on the PlayStation side of the fence and like here they all are at the Xbox showcase like that is a big W for Xbox and I think it's got a lot of people you know uh, a lot of people in our chat who are not Xbox folks who are like fuck I gotta get an Xbox you know mm-hmm. um, some even yeah. saying oh why do I have a PlayStation if all this is on Xbox you know I literally left this thing and was like I don't think i need a playstation for a while i think i can just wait like five years when their next three exclusives come out and (laughs) just play xbox the whole time and there's something to be said about that right if you're not interested in god of war 2 you've played the last of us already that's the next big game coming out what is there over on sony side of the fence that they've got exclusively in the next couple of years. They've not really announced anything that's coming out uh, other than God of War, I don't think. Yeah, and I mean, like, there will be things that we don't know about yet, but, like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of question marks right now. It's it's show it's, it this year. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And that's what everybody cares about, right? Walking away from this week is, like, what do you, what do you, what do you got to show me? And, like, I think... You know, uh, PlayStation's conference was great, but it wasn't this. You know, yeah, they delivered the goods. Like we got, uh, you know, there's something for everyone, right? We, we've got Starfield, Redfall, we've got um, Forza, Flight Sim update. You know, if and if you, if you're into one of their big MMOs, there's like huge updates coming to those. And then, like you said, we end on like big announcements from Atlas and Kojima moving into the Starfield gameplay. We finally got a glimpse of what that looks like as well. And, and and not a not at all an insignificant look at it, right? Because I think I thought we'd see some Starfield today, but like you know, we got a fifteen minute look at Starfield today, and we got deep, pretty deep looks at everything from you know the the size and scope of the game, which is massive. There are multiple like. Uh, clusters of planets for you to explore. He said there's over a thousand planets and we got a look at the broader map of one of the like inhabited worlds and it's a big, big fucking map and there's, you know, double digits size planets like that for you to look at. Like there's uh, uh, really improved gunplay, I would say. Like it looks like a proper FPS. Um, You know, we've got like the look at like some of the no man's sky esque elements where you're like scanning things and collecting resources and learning about the, the flora and the fauna. 
Um, you know, there's all these like factions that they showed off that you can, you know, get involved with. They showed off some of the like what like the dialogue kind of looks like a little bit. Not fully, but a little bit. Um just a lot here. Like and and we've talked a lot about this game and like what I think it needs to do to succeed because it needs to not I think it needs to meet and exceed expectations a little bit. Like if Bethesda wants to reestablish themselves as the the you know the fucking kings of the open yeah, world. Yeah, they want to keep that crown for sure. And I feel like And they, they don't they, have it anymore. They lost it. You think so? Like I feel like Sky yeah. Skyrim is still seen as Skyrim's like a 10 years old though. It is 10 years old, but they haven't released another game um in that universe or like I, I guess Fallout maybe like Fallout Four I guess was and the that's the thing Fallout Four came out and Fallout yeah. Four was fine but I think mm. most people were generally like yeah it's like a newer version of Fallout Three okay so yeah, like what this else looks like such a step New. up and even all yeah. the all the additional like tidbits right like you can fly the the spaceships which we didn't realize there's dog fighting in it and then we saw a look at like the amazing like customization options not only for like the spaceships but you can but build you can your customize own the entire look of your ship and everything yeah. which is really cool build um, your own bases and outposts on planets and like occupy them and in- inhabit them uh you can and you can meet characters like npcs and like and hire them in. to work yeah. for you and come and move into your base or be on your ship and and the character creator compared to any character creator they've had in any of their other games is like it's more like disco beyond. It's yeah. like Disco Elysium, where it's like you pick your background, and it's like you could be a chef, you could have been uh, a gunner or whatever, and those like impact your base stats. But then you also have personality modifiers that are like you're a coward, you're childish, you're you know you're brave, you're whatever, and like those things all influence your character dialogue options and like how you develop and like how people react to you and all that like good meaty role playing goodness, you know. Um, this feels like the game it needed to be like, but that like, and you ask the question, do I think, I think they have lost that. Right. Cause it's like, Bethesda used to be the one, but it's like, you know, you've got the Witcher three, which has obviously come out and is newer and is like uh, an example of maybe like arguably a somewhat deeper kind of world like that. You have like what Rockstar is doing. Like, you know, you have a lot of other Western studios that are delivering on big, like lived in but open I don't world think anything is has the level of depth that a Bethesda game has, has ever achieved. I don't think anyone's come close to it, in my opinion. Like the the fact that you can interact with basically everything in those worlds, you can read all of the books, you can pick up all of the items. You know, there is there is a level of detail in those games that I don't think any studio really recreates and even attempts to. Uh, and maybe that's to their detriment. I don't think sometimes um, these games are too big in scope and maybe they don't need that level of of detail in them. Uh, like, do we need a thousand planets? Who knows? We'll find out. But I love the idea. You know, Todd said this, it's the stories that you create. And I think that's really what's going to happen here is we're all going to go away. We're all going to pick a different planet to go and explore. And we're all going to come away with like footage to share and like cool things that we found. And I'll be like, oh my God, did you have you been to this planet? Like, I saw these amazing uh, animals and like monsters and like really cool 
plants and like I found this base and like there was it was inhabited by pirates and like I had this incredible experience and that's on top of all of the story all of the factions everything that we know from Bethesda like yes at first glance there's a lot of influence from from the likes of No Man's Sky but there is the story there's the the storytelling there's the the quest design there's all of the additional things that Bethesda games add into the mix on top of a really really cool space exploration game and I, I'm I'm over the moon I can't wait I, I they've said 2023 there's no fixed release date on it obviously it slipped from this November they can take as long as they want as far as I'm concerned this game looks great and I know it's going to be amazing when it comes out yeah okay. and I they they I, I would rather them take their time and nail it you know like if they need more yeah. time they need more time because um, I mean, yeah, we we all know what happened in No Man's Sky when it first came out. It just wasn't there. Yeah, it looks like yeah. it's there now, but yeah, and like I think that. even to a lesser extent, like I hope they learned their lesson from Halo, which like they delayed that, but it seems like mm-hmm. that could have even been delayed a little longer because the single player was really ready, but the multiplayer wasn't quite there. It, like not that it was bad, but like there maybe wasn't enough content to keep people engaged on the long haul, right? Mm-hmm. And now that's a thing they have to fix. And I'm sure that they want this to just come out and be like, this is one of the best video games ever made, right? This is unequivocally game of a game of the year, right? This is, you know, a game that is going to be a game that 10 years from now we're like, Starfield is the best open world game. Right? <laughs> it's like, like Starfield's being released again for the millionth time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I right. was going to say. That's what they want. It it's is. going to get the Skyrim treatment for for the next decade, for sure. Yeah, and it seems like it has that juice, and I didn't know that it would, you know, and like that was that was the thing we've been saying. That's what they have to do. That's what they have to come out with and be able to prove that they've got the sauce. And I feel like it. It looks like they did it, you know, and like that is exciting. That is profoundly exciting to think that this is a game that might be as revolutionary to open worlds as Fallout Three was, or as oblivion was right or skyrim was you know like Mm -hmm. that's what we want that's what we need and i also think that's a thing that's gonna really make the whole like damn like the next generation's here huh this is a game that you could not have put out i felt like this is finally what that's my takeaway from this presentation is it feels like the next generation is finally showing up we've had two years of cross-gen on the Xbox side, there's been no like next-gen exclusive games. Starfield's one of them. Forza Motorsport. Like, there's just so much stuff now that's been announced that is only coming to next-gen consoles and isn't going to be compatible with with Xbox One. And I think that's only uh, that's that's only a good thing. Like, yes, it leaves so many so many players behind. But look at what you can achieve with the technology. Like we, we couldn't have got something as, as beautiful as Forza Motorsport Seven on on last gen hardware, with like live ray tracing as as you're driving around in these like ridiculously high detailed vehicles. No way. And Starfield, I don't think could have been achieved on on last gen hardware either. So real quick, I'm showing the part right now where they were showing like the the ship customization, and I did think it was very adorable how Todd was like. This is really cool. I'm very proud of it. Like, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was specifically like, 
This part's we, really it, fucking. We, this we love this, and we're really proud <laughs> yeah. of it. And I and I He's, love that, like to to like take ownership and be like, yeah, this is uh, this is actually really fucking cool. Like I'm really yeah. proud of like the team <laughs> and what we did with this because it is fucking cool to be able to like, have all these modules that you can like tack onto your spaceship and like customize it in any way that that you mm-hmm. want. And it looks like a really intuitive interface as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think in general, like, for how deep this game is, it looks like it's also pretty simple, which is, like, what it's you want. To pull off. Yeah. 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 Really tough to pull off. I'm like, the dogfighting looks genuinely fun. Like, I'm surprised that all these systems looked as baked as they looked, you know? And it's good. I mean, they've been working on this game for forever, so I'm glad that it's been time well spent, you know? Um, but, yeah, there was nothing here that didn't meet or exceed expectations so far which is right where i want to be i i can't wait for this game really truly (laughs) all right so of course that is the cream of the crop that is the biggest announcement they could possibly have versus 15 minutes of starfield gameplay uh, so again, you know, overall, really phenomenal presentation. One I, I thought was an absolute slam dunk from Xbox. We know we have that uh, that second showcase coming from them where they're going to get an even deeper dive on some of these games. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, before we go, I did want to just come through some quick hits. Xbox dropped a bunch of news earlier this week on the 9th. Um, honestly, like a showcase worth of announcements here kind of in its own right. Um, and some really good stuff just to get on your radar. So Xbox is going to be collaborating with Samsung, and they're going to be putting an app uh, so that people can directly access games on their smart TVs with no Xbox required coming on June 30th. Uh, So that's right around the corner. Of course, uh, accessibility is huge there. A lot of the folks in our chat, right, who are saying they want an Xbox, hey, do you have a Samsung? Because you can play a bunch of these games now. So... Get your controller and get ready. Um, so definitely a, a big piece of news there. We knew it was in the works, but crazy to see it finally happening. Um, we have uh, uh, a little bit more uh, information um, on something that was kind of rumored, where it's called Project Morecroft, which is uh, Game Pass is going to be getting access to new game demos. Um, so obviously, you know, them kind of reacting, I think, a little bit to what PlayStation had to offer there, which, again, competition breeds excellence. We love to see that. Uh, And we have a whole expanded line of colors and options for uh, Xbox Design Lab. Ton of new cool options over there that you can check out. Uh, And and amazing, amazing Pride version as well. Yes. um, Yeah. Which is great to see. Tons of flags included Mm -hmm. on there, like 20 flags included on that controller. And it's a permanent edition. It's not just for Pride Month, which I really like. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, I was literally just watching a TikTok earlier from... um, uh, a, a trans uh, woman who is commenting on it and saying that like this is like this is if you're gonna do the rainbow capitalism thing like oh, you did this is a pretty good job you know this is a pretty good example <laughs> um, so shout out to that as well uh, cloud gaming uh, is getting betas in Argentina and New Zealand so great to see that coming to more folks all around the globe uh, we got um, some uh, optimizations coming to cloud gaming for Windows 11. Uh, so that's going to be cool. You know, better connections there. Uh, they said that they have at least five new exclusives being launched from its studios in the fiscal year 2022. 
which is exciting. And then there was also some commentary on the Activision Blizzard acquisition, uh, confirming that existing multi-platform franchises won't necessarily become exclusives, but they said as, uh, as many titles as possible from them uh, will come to Game Pass as soon as they join the Xbox family. Uh, so, you know, we know we're going to want to see that. Um, yeah, just... A lot, a lot of news from Xbox, and of course we know that we're going to be getting a little bit more from them before they're done. So I think it's safe to say Xbox has taken the year uh, this Summer Games Fest. Um, I, I don't really think anybody can compete right now, and it's exciting to think what that means from the competition. I hope that means that Sony and Nintendo are ready to come with their own heavy hitters and and see that they need to uh, to stay in the race and stay competitive because... I think if Xbox keeps playing their cards right, like they've got a real they've got a real strong situation on their hands and it's going to be hard to ignore them pretty soon for most gamers, I think. I just don't see anybody beating Game Pass at 15 a month. That's unbelievable. It's truly truly an incredible value and it only gets better, you know. Mhm. Yeah, like so, I look over the list of titles announced today, and I'm just like, if you left that showcase with with nothing you wanted to play, like you don't like what video kind games. of game do you play? Like, do you care? Like, seriously, wipe yourself <laughs> off because you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, incredible showcase. I think safe to say an A plus. Uh, Thank you, Xbox, for that one, because I it, it feels like it saved the week for me, right? This was the hype level that we were hoping for, and Xbox came correct. So I was, I was excited to see that at the very, very least. So if you want to let us know what your favorite announcements were, make sure you hit us in the comments down below. Write into the show at questions at flipscreen.games. Join the Discord. Follow us on social media, however you choose to write in. Uh, if it's a cool comment, if, it's, if you got a good question, we'll read it on the air. So come be a part of the show. Uh, come join the conversation. We're always keeping it rolling on the Discord after the episode drops. So if you want to come chat with us about any of the stuff we discussed today, that is, of course, the best way to get in touch and keep the conversation rolling. Come uh, however you choose to come and be a part of the community. We are glad to have you here. Thanks for spending the time with us. And thank you for tuning in for all of our coverage of Summer Games Fest. We'll be back Whenever there's more stuff to report on. So expect some some indie talk, some Capcom talk. We still got stuff. The Summer Games Fest is still rolling. But I got to say, I think we're hard-pressed to see something better than what we just saw today. I think we've we've hit the top of the mountain. So uh, I'm ready to snowboard down uh, the rest of it, you know. So uh, thanks again for tuning in. Thanks for keeping it tuned. I've been Pete. He's been Steve. He's been Chewy. We've been the Flip Screen Games Podcast. We'll see you next week. We'll